Hey, all you wonderful Beyonders out there. Welcome home. Hey, yo, welcome to Beyond the Mat, where it's all about the things and stuff. It's like this and like that. Sitting in a lotus seat. We breathe deep from our heads to our feet till we feel inner heat. A little bit of rhythm for your soul. Stretching out your minds from your head to your toes. We in our flow state. We don't know no hate. We end up feeling great though, so we correlate. Coil snake gonna rise sunshine. We take our time to appreciate divine grace. It takes place in a pace in the inner states. From a country road down to the interstate. We contemplate this. We here to make this. We here to break this. But we never fake this. We never hate kids. We in the love vibe. Me and my whole tribe. We gonna try to be fly with the sunshine. Okay, welcome back home folks. Get snuggled in. Go ahead, get cozy. We got a good one for you today. But first, you need to have the right frame of mind. And how better than to get into that frame of mind than with a little bit of daily meditation. I mean, shit, it's only one minute. That's all it takes. One minute of mindfulness. One minute of being present. One minute of being. And then, whatever happens after that is a miracle www.jcoleyoga.ca where you can pick up your miracle today. Scroll on down to the books section. Pick up a copy of my one and only book for sale. It's only $5 for the PDF ebook, print versions. Those are all on pre-order right now. Yes, this book will help you out with everything I just mentioned about being in the right frame of mind. Ah. Today's guest is the founder of Just Me on Life. She is hosting this emerging warrior retreat and co-authoring a book. How do people get into doing all these things? So many irons in the fire. Maybe we could convince her to also do a podcast. Hmm. You'll just have to listen and find out that and more. All right here. Beyond okay, the welcome. Mat. With today's to guest, Beyond the Mat Barrett. Podcast. Hello. About everything beyond our yoga mats, and sometimes on the yoga mat too. Oh, lovely to be here! Thanks for having me on. So, where am I calling to you right now? Where are you on Earth? Oh, so I am in West London, sort of Heathrow Airport side of London. A little bit quieter here, but we're still in in the hustle and bustle as well. Oh, wow! Cool. Yeah, I've never been to I've never been to Europe yet and I'd love to because a lot of my ancestors come from there. So uh um. like direct ancestors from like my great grandparents kind of thing. And it'd just be really cool to go and you know, discover things and, and learn more about the world, yes. the universe. So many good places to visit in Europe and with the historical angle as well and just some really cool places to hang out while you're here too. Yeah. Sure you'll love it. Yeah. Someday, whenever that happens. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, I just want to talk real quick about your upcoming projects. It says that you're hosting the Emerging Warrior Virtual Retreat. So what's that all about? Because I'm seeing it on the website here too, but maybe you can probably describe it better than. Absolutely. So it's almost an online summit meets a retreat. So the idea was that I had six sessions last week, recorded them all with uh, amazing teachers, healers from all over the world. And I packaged that together as something that can be sold not only to raise money for an amazing cause, but also so people have that go-to place, the go-to resources if they want to bring the retreat-style vibes to their own home without having to fly out somewhere or go to another part of the country, which can be difficult. The idea was to bring that right into the comfort of someone's own home with different lessons, different techniques, different tools they can use and just go through the day and flow and learn and really be able to heal and indulge themselves as well. Really excited. That's so cool because like I've watched like segments from like, like a Ram Dass retreat and I've seen just little, Mm -hmm. little clips. Sometimes a, a podcaster will record part of their podcast at one of these retreats and just seeing those little snapshots, you know, for an hour 
of of what it's like there, it's like, oh wow, like I would love to go to that. And then I've yeah. also thought that too, like I would love to just watch it continually, like on on the screen from here as well. Like, and yeah, it's cool that you're doing something like that. Oh yeah, it it was one of those ideas I had to go with. You kind of ignore things sometimes when you get that creative buzz. Kept putting it to the back of my mind, and I just thought, no, I have to make this happen now. Um, and I was just lucky to have so many great people say yes when I asked them and, and jump on board with that. So it's got a really good mix going on. Yeah, that's important too. Having the right people around you definitely. When when it's all the haters, they're not gonna like give you any support or anything like that. But having the right creative team around you. And your friends, they're picking the right friends and family to hang out with who, you know, p- you know, put each other up and all work towards moving forward. That really helps. And that's so cool. Uh, I guess there's like oh, a whole, there's like that whole phenomenon about that. How like you kind of, people who all hang out together in these groups start to like become like one another and start to balance out. And that mm-hmm. by choosing the right people to hang out with, you can kind of like also you know, like vibrate on their level with them. Yeah. Yeah. I found that actually the, when you start to move in different circles or you just expand your current network, you do find that you, you take on some of those traits, whether they're good or bad. And if you purposely think, well, I want to be around higher vibe people. I want to be around people that are more creative, more giving, then that rubs off on you too. So it's a really nice thing to have that that kind of a network and I feel really lucky to have people around me that do support me because I know not everybody does and that's really difficult but I'm sure everyone can find their own tribe out there just gotta gotta really know what you want yeah yeah well geez I should try and vibrate with some more business-minded people and then maybe maybe make some money from podcasting (laughs) that's it there's always someone who knows how (laughs) yeah yeah um, yeah, I'm still waiting. Who, if you're out, if you're out there, give us a call. You can tune. You can call in now, live. <laughs> exactly. Reach call, out. Call in live to this recorded show. <laughs> oh my. Um. Yeah, that's so cool. So, you've also helped to author a book before. I'm currently co-authoring, so I've I've submitted all of my my input to the editor. Um, What it is, is a collection of women telling stories on the same topic of fate and hope, so that we've all submitted different areas of our lives that fit that topic, and it's going into one collection for uh, Reach for Greatness, all women from the, around the world and it will be published as part of this series so my story will be featured in that as well so that's a really really good project and new people that I've met through that as well quite recently and they're just amazing women all been through different things but come out the other side of it with some wisdom to share cool cool and then so on top of all that you also run this uh, awaken group is that the yes that's one of the programs um my regular group is the emerging warrior group okay but what i found out of that that's my free facebook group and in there i do weekly trainings i bring in you know guest experts to sort of uplift and give them some more information and it's really about that support and teaching them the kind of life tools and the mindset that they need to have to start to emerge into their selves and from that, I developed a program called Awaken because a lot of people are struggling with the spiritual connection. They they kind of got the practical stuff and, you know, I can do this to do, get pro, uh, productive. I can go and learn this course, but they weren't getting how to tap into themselves. And a lot of them hadn't tried yoga, hadn't tried meditation, didn't really understand about different elements that they could be implementing in their own lives. So I just created something for the basics of getting connected and what that really means to be powerful and listen to yourself rather than everybody else and all of their expectations as well. So I just run that for the whole of September. Uh, but the Emerging Warrior Group is an ongoing one. So that's a, that's a nice place to be. I just get to give as much as I can and people ask for things and that kind of directs where we go with the content as well, depending on what they need. Right. It's been a fun time. So anybody can join the Emerging Warrior right now? Yeah. Yeah, okay, they cool. can. 
And then within the Emerging Warrior, then you have programs like Awaken that run with Yes. That. Okay. Yeah. I see. I see now. Uh, <laughs> that's cool. Um, and like I said, I was just looking at your blog a minute ago here. And then mm. I guess the article that jumped out at me was like, ever felt left out or disconnected? And mm. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I have. I've definitely felt that. Like without even clicking on the article yet, I just started thinking about it. And it was like, well, how do you, how do you like, uh, what, what, like what, what do you do? And I remember like mm. stepping back, you know, and I'm like, well, why, why is nobody calling me? Why is, how come I'm not being invited to things anymore? How, what's going on? How come I'm being left out of all this stuff? Why uh, I'm totally disconnected. And then I remember like stepping back and going like, oh, I've kind of like, I've been like too much, like too extra for everybody. I've like played myself out, you know, like they say like music on the radio gets played, it gets played out. You're like, oh, the song again. Oh my God. And I felt that I was like, yeah, I'm playing myself out too much with too many of my friends and, you know, too much of anything is, is not a good thing. And so I was like, <laughs> I'm going to do, I'm going to like hold back and I'm going to stop being in everyone's face all the time and just kind of like pull back a little bit. And then lo and behold, sure enough, started getting inviting to things again and wow. feeling connected. So sometimes it's like it can manifest in, in many different ways. Yeah, yeah. That's a really interesting one that you had the ability to zoom out was great because most people don't and they, they kind of don't reflect on could I be playing a part in this? Is there something else I can do? Or they just take it really personally that they might be an awful person. No one wants to talk to them, which is never the truth. But without us really having that moment to think, we can get caught up in the, the loneliness of it and then just get stuck, which is not a nice feeling. Well, I never once thought it was me. I mean, come on. Mm. <laughs> it couldn't, couldn't be me. No way. <laughs> But yeah, it's funny when you start to look at yourself, you're like, what if it was me? How, what was going on in my head? And then, yeah, you're like, oh, okay. You can kind of, yeah, yeah, a little self-reflection helps sometimes. (laughs) Oh, definitely. Not too much, just a little. Just a little, just enough. (laughs) Oh my. Uh, And so you uh, write these awesome blog articles. How often do those come out? Is it just the... Is, is it one of those things on a schedule or is it just a, when they No, it they used happen? to be on a schedule, but um, I found I was getting busy and they weren't, I wasn't able to keep up with it. And so now it's just as and when I'm inspired and I'll add things to there as they come up. I've got a few in draft that I need to publish as well. Um, and when I get ideas, I just kind of note them down and then I work on them and then I'll just put them out when they feel right. So there are some subscribers, other people just find them as and when. And then I, I usually just post like a link to Facebook or LinkedIn or somewhere and people can read them there as well. So there's a few avenues to see it, but I just wanted to get my thoughts out there and, and my experiences and found that was the easiest way to do it. Yeah. I mean, sh- I feel the same way that blogs are slowly, and and I mean, I was like yourself posting on a regular basis on kind of a set time, like, okay, every Wednesday, put your post out. And uh, it slowly faded away and other new things started being plugged in to life in in its place to take up that time. Mm. So, eh, you know what? The internet, it changes, it grows, it shrinks, it expands, like it's all over the place. (laughs) And it is, yeah. It, it, things don't last for very long, that's for sure. Every six months, there's something new. You know, where's, where's Snapchat now? Like, no one even talks about that anymore. So true. The changes in trends and what people want and interested in. Uh, uh, ever move. I had a, a, a 10-year-old who's making fun of, uh, making fun of old people on the internet. <laughs> it's, it's like, <laughs> oh, what was he saying something about how instagram is like it's like facebook for old people without the chat (laughs) i love it okay and you know and i'm I'm talking to like my nieces and nephews and none of them mess around with this stuff like they're off on a whole new they're in a whole nother world of, of different online connectivity 
Yeah. So it's interesting to look at the youth and see what they're into right now and watch that as that grows and expands. Oh, they, yeah, they do fascinate me. I've got nieces and nephews as well, and everything to them is dated straight away. It's like, why are you doing that? Why is that interesting? <laughs> just think, oh, gosh, and I'm not even that old. What's going on? <laughs> but they're in a whole new world. So, yeah, I think they'll be coming out with things we haven't even imagined yet and just be creative like beyond their wildest dreams because they understand it all, which yeah. is so good for them. They really get it. Yeah, because like they're growing up in it. The mm. like I didn't grow up in it. Like computers kind of got introduced in like ninety three to like ninety seven is when I really got into computers. Mm. And yeah, so I had already had the whole <clears throat> the whole childhood uh before that, you know, yes. without <laughs> anything. The the best we had was a Nintendo, but like even those old games, video games they're not like the games today. They weren't designed by psychologists to mess with your brain, no. to make you spend more money, you know, in, in these games and buying stuff. Games used to just be a game. You try and get yeah. save the princess with Mario, you know, like it was quite simple. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like, there's so many levels to it. They hire professional Hollywood actors to voice act and, and then model. And then the, they look so real and, you need an extra set of hands and fingers to run the controllers. Like that's where I'm out. I can't do it. Like my finger, I don't have enough fingers. It's too much concentration. There's so much going on. Like you say, the soundtracks to go with it and everything else and the dances. And you're like, Oh, okay. This is a whole new trend. What I really don't get is people watching other people play online. I'm like, why is this popular? But clearly everyone loves it. (laughs) I don't understand it, but I kind of understand it because I'm so bad at video games that if there's a cool game that like looks cool or has a cool storyline, maybe it's like Star Wars or something that I'm interesting in, interested in, uh, rather than me play it, I would like my friend to play it who's actually good at the game and I can just watch and I could watch that for yeah. hours. I used to watch my friends play Grand Theft Auto and just drive around and steal cars and drive and crash into things for hours. And I could not play and I could just watch that. So I can't really like shake my head too much at these kids. Although all I got to say is some of the games that they're watching other kids play are pretty stupid games. (laughs) They're pretty silly. It's like you're going to watch someone play Minecraft Really? You're going to watch someone just play something where you just run around in a field like nothing ever happens. And kids are watching. Kids are watching that stuff. Yeah, it's it's weird the the stuff that they're watching. And that's so so playing the game. That's not weird watching someone play a game, but the type of game that you're watching, that would be like watching someone yeah. play solitaire. <laughs> yes, ex- that's exactly the so comparison. Exciting. And you know, and you're screaming at the TV, "Move the king over! Move the king over!" And they don't see it, and you're yelling at them, "Move the king over!" <laughs> Oh, I love it. That's exactly where they're at. <laughs> and so, of course, a company has come in to monetize on this, and it's called Twitch. You can sign up for this Twitch company, and you can get paid to play games. So you can play a game, and it streams it live. And so these kids who are watching you play, I guess there's advertising being shown at them somewhere along the line. And you get some of that ad yeah. revenue. And the better you are at the game, the more fans and followers you have and more people are watching your show. And the more, and it's not even, sometimes, as it was explained to me by young kids who like this stuff, that it's not even about how good of a game player the person is. It's about their wacky personality and what fun oh. colors they have and how wild they are and how excited and, and the way that they talk about everything the whole time and they're just really high energy and it's just like, pow, 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 go. Hey, guys, look, I just blew that guy up. Pew, 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 pew. Now I'm going to run around the corner and jump. Ah. And like yeah. they're sitting there in a sea of Red Bull cans, you know, and, and things like that. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know if if that's... Is that? It is fascinating. It's fascinating Absolutely. that it, it happens that way. But yeah, so it's possible that someday in the future, your job might just be playing some video games. <laughs> well, we don't have to really get to grips with them then. <laughs> Change career. 
it's being spoken about in the Olympics that they're trying to put video games in the Olympics. Uh, really? Yeah. As, as they're like coming under fire lately for not paying anybody for anything. It's like, you're the Olympics and you're making millions of dollars off of everything and you don't mm. pay anybody anything. You don't pay like, like nice awards to people or anything for first place or second place or third place or whatever the thing is. Like, I know everybody's supposed to get their sponsor sponsorships and all that <clears throat> independently. But I mean, when one body is making so much money, it's, it starts to like, you know, shine a light mm. in there and say like, okay. And I think that this is why they're trying to put the video games in now is because it's like, Oh, we got to like take the light off of this other thing that we don't pay anybody. Right. Let's maybe make it cool and hip and a new thing that it'll involve a whole bunch of young kids. And they also know that young people are watching people play video games. So they'll also watch them play it yeah, probably true. through the lens of the Olympics as well. Yeah. And it could all be themed in that way, which would totally distract everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we've yeah. got, we've we'll got see how Canada, Canada versus Germany playing some kind of basketball <laughs> game. <clears throat> playing uh, oh, wow. World of Warcraft against each other. The orcs versus the humans. <laughs> no, I did not know that, so I have to keep my eye out for this. Oh, there's all kinds of... All... See? The world just keeps on changing. We gotta roll. Exactly. Gotta roll with it. <laughs> you have gotta roll with it. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, it, it's interesting that in, in the notes here... It mentions uh, getting people out of their comfort zones and comfort zone mm. has come up on like the last three podcasts that I've recorded. Oh, wow. Yeah. And my thing that I tell everybody is that nothing grows in the comfort zone. And I don't know where that mm -hmm. quote came from, but it, it still stands true all these years. Nothing grows in the comfort zone. The way that, uh, the way that they always say that the Wi-Fi signal is like killing everything. That's like your comfort zone. Yes. <laughs> There's just this death zone where nothing grows. You just get all relaxed and get in a rut. And that's kind of my, my take on the comfort zone. Yeah. I think it's that absolute, whether it's good or bad, everyone has a comfort zone. Hmm. And for a lot of people, they're not even happy in it but they know it. So it's like better the devil you know than the devil you don't. Yeah. And they don't want to take chances. They don't want to go beyond that in case it's worse than what they've already got. And in some cases, I've seen people not want to succeed. It's not even the fear of failure. It's the fear of success. Hmm. If it goes right, if they try it out and it works, then they're going to have to change their life. And that's just as scary as it actually going completely wrong. So there's so many reasons people don't try and, Obviously, we're kind of educated to do the same things and conform and work and, and stick to the rules. And when somebody says, well, I'm going to do something different, people look at them like, oh, my gosh. And it's almost, um, <laughs> how many yeah. ways could this go wrong? And people start panicking for you instead <laughs> of just saying, actually, it's fine. You're not actually going to die. You'll be OK. If it doesn't go right, then you just learn from it. And you're one step closer to what you were trying to do anyway. And all the greatest inventions and creations and things that we enjoy now came from somebody that stepped out of their comfort zone and dared to be a bit different. So it's a, it's a thing to embrace, but I know it's not easy to do. So I understand that it's a process. Yeah. And um, so to step out of your comfort zone, it says that you you tried doing something on Facebook for a whole year yeah that, that's your way of getting that thing that you did streaming live every day <laughs> every day wow. minimum of today on facebook now, did a facebook live on my page now facebook for a whole year. with your f family and friends and everybody can watch you like the whole yes the whole so, thing. and my i'm my profile is public anyway so anyone could really watch it yeah um but the that were already in my network and people that had connected to me through friends and, and um, people like that in my group, they were pretty much watching throughout the whole year. <laughs> and there were some people I only met 
because I started those lives and they were, you know, just popping up on their timeline or their friends had shared them with them. Yeah. Um, so I was getting people sort of referring other people to watch them. And it was really nice because in the beginning, I didn't really know what would happen. I was thinking, you know, am I going to be able to stay the course? What if I'm tired? What if I'm ill? What if I'm in another country? Managed to conquer all of that. Wow. It wasn't easy, but got through it. I think the hardest thing in the beginning was getting over what other people might say, how they'd respond, and what would I talk about? It was literally just sat there. Should I press the live button? What am I going to say? Am I going to freeze? <laughs> and that was the initial kind of hearing. Okay, we just had to go with it, and I got better and better over time. But some of the responses have been just so, so heartwarming. You know, I've had people tell me I've helped them through their divorce or I've inspired them to get a new job or just all these crazy life events that have been going on. And people said that listening to me has really, really inspired them. So I'm like, oh, okay, I will keep going. there. <laughs> so I did manage to complete the year uh, a month ago. Oh, wow. So yeah, man, I don't see how I could do that. I like for a whole year because there's so much time that I don't spend in like a, a Wi-Fi area in an internet area because like I like to get out and go into the forest at, at times. Mm. So like, I don't think I could do a whole or even just traveling or squeezing that time in every day. How much, how long every day, like an hour or like how long did you? Oh, no, they would vary. They would be anywhere from, you know, five minutes to maybe 40 minutes was probably the longest one. Okay. Um, I'd say 20 on average was about the normal time. But if I was pushed for time, I was with somewhere with bad connection, they would be a couple of minutes because it would be short. I had to get on. If there was something that important I was talking about and people interacting, then I'd be on there for a lot longer and it'd be closer to an hour because people would be asking questions or sharing things. So it makes a difference when there are people live interacting. Okay. Um, but yeah, the trap was difficult. <laughs> Literally, it was, I was, um, so where were the countries I did? So obviously I'm based in the UK. I went to Ibiza in Spain. I was in Jamaica at one point and Dominican Republic. And the Wi-Fi over there is not great, even in the hotels. So there was a point where I just had to be using my 4G and I was like, you know what, if I'm, I need to spend the money, I'm going to spend the money because I committed to this. Right. So I wanted to see commitment through and see what I could do when I stuck with something for that long. Right. Um, just to do it. So yeah, they varied, but I, I definitely got on there every day, which was the main thing. <laughs> it's funny how people who you would never guess can have like that little bit of stage fright too to go and do something especially in like a public forum or online or put themselves out there like that and I know a lot of people who are like that who yeah. I've I've asked like hey you want to be on my podcast so like what no I could never talk on the radio like that I could never do that and I'm like but you run a successful business and like you talk to people every day like wow no 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 I couldn't be on the internet though and it's just it's just funny like I, I don't know if it's the the thought that there's going to be more people listening then? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, is it public speaking is the first or the second biggest fear in the world? <laughs> so is there's it? something in there worldwide on every continent that always comes up. Is it a fear? <laughs> is it a fear or is there something wrong with people who want to get up and talk in front of other people? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe it's, an, yeah, the other way. <clears throat> is, is it an illness? Because there's less of us than there are people who gather in yeah. crowds to listen. And then is there an illness of people who also gather in crowds to listen to people who stand up on soapboxes? Possibly. <laughs> but it, it's still, you need somebody to talk at some point. So And you need you someone know, to listen at some point too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I know really successful people, like you said, they are so good in their field, their, either their professional life or business, whatever it is that they're doing. Yeah. But giving a presentation or talking on TV or going on radio makes them sick that bad. They, they have anxiety. They are, are physically ill. They faint. And I'm just thinking, but all you need to do is apply what you do every day. But it, there seems to be a disconnect there. Yeah. It's really yeah. I, I think it's the nerves that, that gets to you, to you a little bit. Like, Definitely. Yeah. And, uh, geez, cause like I do, 
I've done some audio engineering and I'm just like looking at this program right now that I'm recording in. Mm -hmm. And like, I could definitely, if someone brought a camera in over my shoulder and asked me to explain how to do stuff, I could definitely just start explaining it, how to do it. Like no problem. And I wouldn't even, it wouldn't even skip a heartbeat of any little details or anything. I would just explain it. And I wouldn't be thinking about how many people are going to be watching this. And I wouldn't let any nerves get in the way because I would just be so enthralled because it's something I'm interested in. And I feel like mm-hmm. I'm excited about it. And I'm just like, yeah, oh, you want to know about this? Oh, let me show you. And, and then you click here and then you do this and that, and that cuts this and splits this and mutes. And I had another track here and I could explain all these things with enthusiasm. And because there's enthusiasm, I'm not thinking about all this other of the other crap that's kind of I like that that's kind of my way away from any kind of stage fright it's just to be so enthused that you're you're presenting yeah. this to people and the people are there to see you present this too so like it's a yeah they came they uh I don't like looking at it like I said is it a sickness I'm I'm trying to defend to say that it's not I guess because like you know, you put a lot of work into the, the presentation and then people want to come see the presentation. So. I like that. Born from passion. It's that thing that you're sharing because you want to and you're interested. And obviously they're there because they're interested too. Yeah. Um, saying they say, oh, zone of, zone of genius. So when you're in that, that thing that you're meant to do and you're good at it and you love it and you just want to share it with everyone. Yeah. That sounds like that. Yeah. Kind of like uh, it, it borderline with like flow state, kind of like a flow state mm. kind of living. Which uh, absolutely, whew, we've been talking a lot about on this show lately. A lot of flow state happening all over the world. I did a series with three, uh, three podcasts all about flow state, and the guests were from the Facebook group for the Flow Genome Project. So everyone there had taken these different flow courses, and. It's amazing. It's an amazing thing that happens to people. And by being able to bring that flow out of the thing that puts you in it the most, doing art, exercising, doing something, Mm. running and things like that. But it doesn't have to be so strenuous. You can learn to bring flow into your life in other places and other avenues. Like maybe math is your thing and you're sitting down and Mm -hmm. doing these crazy math problems with right in like a total flow state it's just like breezing by like you know you can it doesn't always have to be a an exercise it's just that the people who are into this right now it uh by bringing exercise and physical fitness into it it seems like i don't know why but it seems like in order to get funding these days you need to prove that the thing that you're doing is going to help veterans or it's going to help like military people somehow. Once you prove that, it seems that that's when like all, all the funding starts to show up like, Oh, okay. That's going to yeah. help. It's going to help with war stuff. Okay, cool. And uh, well, yeah, I know it's more like for the whole public, it's more for everybody. Uh, it's just interesting that it, it always leads back to uh, more physical activities, you know? Hmm. I guess it's easier for some people who don't find it as easy to tap in when you're doing something physical, your whole body's involved then, isn't it? So it's probably easier to get in that state because you're just concentrating on, on whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah. But that sounds really good. I'll have to go and listen to those episodes. I love it. The flow state, even just thinking about it, it feels blissful. It's just like, Oh, everything's just flowing in the right direction. You know, got the split energy. You're not thinking about ten million things. You're just there. Yeah, yeah, and like, um, geez, there was one with a guy, uh, Christian Austerwin, who's becoming a marathon runner, and mm. whoo, that was a really cool episode because, um, man, just the way he was talking about running was making me want to <laughs> go and buy some running shoes and start running like that week. I never did because I never bought the shoes. But had I ran out, <laughs> had I ran out to buy those shoes, I would have been running my whole life. Uh, yeah, just listening to that conversation, and I'm afraid to go back and listen to it again because I know 
as soon as I shut it off, I might go out the door and buy those shoes. It's going to happen. I don't have the time right now to put running into my life. So I, I when I'm ready, I'll go back and listen to the, the podcast again. And uh, Yeah, that would be a new goal. New goal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, running is one of the big ones. And I remember when I was in yoga school, there was a girl in uh, a lady, I should say, in my class in in school with us, who ran every night. She ran maybe twice a day. She ran, but she ran out on like a long, long stretch of road, countryside. Mm. Uh, not no traffic really. Uh, you're not really worried about anything. There's still some houses, so you're not worried about animals or anything like that. And you just run and I've ran, I've ran in those zones before and it doesn't take long before you get into that, that flow zone, that flow state, especially Mm. in that, in that environment and you're breathing that fresh country air and it just, you enter that zone and it feels so good. And next thing you know, like hours have gone by and you're still running and you're just like, Whoa, wait a minute, where am I? (laughs) And then you start to worry a little bit because you realize how far from home you are. And you're like, I had to go all the way back now. Oh man. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's what happens with running with me. So I know, I know what it's like and I know what the benefits are and everything and how amazing it will be. Just once the, once, uh, once I get some time, Yes, that'll be it. You want to you want to be able to enjoy it and just indulge. Yeah, it'd be cool to have a time machine, and I don't mean a machine that travels in time, but like like a money machine that prints money. If you had a machine that could print time, so then you could have like extra little time pockets here and there and little clusters. So like right now, like it's one thirty seven p.m. I could just like inflate that with an hour inside one minute and then come out of it and then. It's still, then it'll be one thirty-eight p.m. If, if I had that, I love that. If I had that time machine to print, print me some time. <laughs> All the things that people could finally get done that would just be incredible. But you know what? In the next like minute, I would be an old man. So someone, because <laughs> I would have inflated like you know nine so years of time in between two or three seconds, and so in the blink of an eye, I would just be sitting here at the computer, and then. <laughs> I'm like a hundred <laughs> years old and I can't even hold myself up. <laughs> yeah. You've done it all and you're thinking, what happened? Yeah. What happened to Jay? Oh, he inflated all his time <laughs> into a few yeah. seconds. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be, be cool. it would be cool, but it would be weird too, because people would be just like living these whole other existences elsewhere that we wouldn't even know about. Like imagine the adventures that I could have gone on in the blink of an oh. eye as I'm sitting in, in a, in a living room with my family, you know, and they're just watching sitcoms on television. And then in an instant yeah. I've lived, you know, I've lived the life of everybody. <laughs> oh, incredible. It's like a movie. I think you should write that. Nah, I don't want to write it. I just want someone else <laughs> to do it. And then I'll go to the movie theater and I will watch this movie. Amazing. That'll be, be my part. I'm just putting it out there. I love creating and stuff. And writers out there. I love creating stuff and putting it out there and just hoping that like someday, you know what? I want to see a movie where it's like Batman in a movie. <laughs> and then I think it was like 1984 came by, 1985, and they made a movie about Batman. <laughs> oh, you, you're driving everything (laughs) i hope not (laughs) i hope some other people are in charge of this thing because uh oh i I can't be trusted no way i'm not i'm not gonna be responsible for the whole thing uh yeah so uh do you have a podcast too i don't know but i was thinking about starting one what? See, you're gonna Hello. you're gonna need some of those time pockets, though, aren't you? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> there's, there's a few there's a few Facebook lies or interviews I've done with people that I thought, oh, that would make a really good podcast. 
And a few people have asked me if I had one. I was just like, oh, no, I haven't actually. I thought it'd be really good to just listen while we're commuting or doing this, doing that. I thought, oh, that would be a nice idea. But it, I know it takes time and dedication. Yeah. And I know what you you would have to really, you know, stick with it and think about your message and who you want on and all of that stuff, the editing. So maybe, maybe it will happen, but um, I'll get some other stuff out of the way first, like you doing the running. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Podcasting can be tedious sometimes, but only as tedious as you make it. Like I put mm. – because of uh, my background in doing sound engineering, I like to like put some sounds in there and each one, each episode is different than the last one and try and make yeah. these intros a little more interesting, layer some different music in behind now, now and then. And just, I don't know, just there's no rules. There's no law that says this has to be a certain way or that there's a format or anything like that. Just mm-hmm. as long as I think that, the conversation you're having with someone is valuable and is providing some kind of value or even just entertainment value, which I think, yeah, yeah I think we're totally doing. You are absolutely, well, obviously we are. <laughs> <laughs> Although I, if you're entertaining someone or you're informing them of something, then it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard some podcasts though in my day that I've just been like, what? It's going on. Oh. <laughs> You're like, who are you people? Why are you talking to each other? And there's no context. Oh, the questions are all over the place. And, none mm. of it, you know, like none of it made any sense. And then I'm like, what? why did I click on this? Oh, it had a cool logo. <laughs> of course. I'm such a visual. Yeah, logo a visual or a title. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, first I'm a visual, like visual imp- images so symbols and then second mm. would become text and then third would become like the idea of someone what they're talking about so that's kind of how right. i see that's how i see the world <clears throat> that's my so all the marketing agencies out there who are trying to get me now you know what to do <laughs> logo and text then the message <laughs> draw you in they'll pull me in now uh, yeah after like working in, in marketing Man, it is really, because before that, you know, uh, magazines were cool. Skateboard magazines were cool. The ads in magazines were cool. I used to love that stuff. The, the, the design, there's the cool graphic design going on in this, in this advertising. And then once I had taken the courses and learned about it, it like, it lifted the veil and it ruined it all for me. And I was like, oh, it's all psychology. There's there's these layouts that your eye your eye patterns like follow on every page that and every ad is exactly the same. Once someone points it out to you, you'll see it in every mm-hmm. ad that you ever look at the rest of your life. And then you learn about how color is influencing your decisions and your and your feelings. And then the light, the lighting in the room is influencing uh other parts of your body and then you put all of these things together and then you know you learn a lot about marketing and what's being done to you and then because of that I've been able to like step out of it and not be affected by it because you recognize it because knowledge is power in that kind of sense but I gotta tell you I miss out on some deals I've completely blocked (laughs) out all the ads and I will go with blinders on. I can walk through a mall and nothing will pique my interest. And I'll have walked by like 10 things that I really needed right now. And, you know, flashing lights in the window, like, like um, I'm looking for a wall mount for my big screen TV right now. You know, there'll be a sign flashing like wall mount discount and I'll just walk right by it, you know, and I'll miss out because I've blocked out all the, the advertising. But I think anyone who takes an advertising course, even just like a, an easy at night one, or even just research it a little bit online, it'll allow you to awaken from what is really being put out there on everybody. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It just reminds me of a story someone told me, and he had uh, bought a car, a new car, yeah. and his son said to him, Daddy, why did you buy this car? This wasn't what you were looking at last year. 
And he was like, I don't actually know what drew me to it. And he started thinking about it. And then he watched a football game and realized that all the advertising that had been on all season was from this manufacturer in this particular model. And he bought it in the same color that was litter in the stadium. <laughs> he said, then I got it. This is exactly what happened. It was like, this is how easily he's thinking, you know, I'm not even a young mind, but how, how easily kids can be influenced with toys and things like that, like you just said. Yeah. He said, but it happens to me too. And I, I've managed to go out and make this massive purchase based on something I've just been seeing that I never even wanted. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, but so there's an adult that it's happening to. You're yeah. also doing that to the fragile, undeveloped minds of children, as I remember wanting nothing more than these $300 Nike sneakers. And mm. it was like, you know, you're in a growing phase. Your feet are growing so fast that you're, you know, my parents are trying to explain that. Like, you're going to go through probably yes. five pairs of shoes this year. We're not going to make $300 shoes last only two months. Then what are you going to do with them? They're not going to fit you. And you know, as a child, it's like, but all my friends have them. And you're seeing these ads everywhere and everyone's so happy with their Nike shoes on. And it's like, it really like got on top of me. And I remember just like being really upset over these kind of things, which are so silly now looking back uh, at my earlier life and, and like where I'm at now, like looking at people like, oh, you're wearing sweatshop shoes, I see. <laughs> But at the time, that's all you could think about. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Like it was a almost it was a, a happiness status because you would see people in all of this advertising, and they were always so happy because they finally had this thing that they wanted. And I remember uh, the very first like kind of name brand shoe that I ever did buy was a pair of Fila's, and only because my oh, yeah. my dad was like, "Oh, he goes, I'll match you." At the end of summer, if you work real hard, I'll match you dollar for dollar of whatever these shoes are that you want. So when the time came, and I remember, I remember they were like $120. So I was like, okay, dad, you owe 60. And he's like, oh, so 30 bucks. I was like, no, 60. He's like, <laughs> what? You're paying $120 for these bejesus shoes? And he, you could see his yeah. just face turning red and the vein popping out of his forehead. And he's like, oh, and it's like, you said, you said like, look, I saved up 60 and now you're going to pay 60. And it's like, oh, mm -hmm. okay, I guess uh, uh, he digs into his wallet and then paid for it. You know, like he's, at least he like lived up to it. And uh, you know what? I wore those things for a week and they were so cheap feeling. And then a little plastic thing started to dig into my heel every step of the way. Oh. And I ended up like trying to cut it out and ripped them all apart and oh it was just such a, a, a buyer's remorse immediate oh. thinking about like what have I done and I just looked down at these shoes like oh it's just something on my feet and they're they're all white and they're gonna get dirt on them in like the first hour they yeah they got dirt and smudges and my brother stepped on them and the dog and everything like you know like mm -hmm. <laughs> So yeah, that happiness was there while I was in the store for sure. Like, yeah, I'm like the guy in the poster. Woo. And then, you know, <laughs> parking lot, Jay. No, totally different story. <laughs> oh, so I, I what a great lesson. Yeah. Yeah. At an early age too. And having had to have worked my ass off to try mm. and make, and I'm, you know, doing kid things like making little art painting on rocks or things like that and selling them to the neighbors and things like that mm -hmm. to try and just make a few extra little bucks here and there. But uh, yeah, so that was an interesting life lesson. What's uh, mm -hmm. What else is new on your agenda there for, so after you start a podcast? <laughs> oh, wow. What comes next? <laughs> podcast on the horizon i do want to write a whole book of my own um i have some ideas around two at the moment so really just focusing in on which one i'm called to most and how to go about that process yeah um i'll definitely still be in the emerging warrior every week and giving value and love there and probably working on another coaching program there's a few ideas that I kind of got in my head that based on things that people have been asking for. Right. 
I want to develop those and see whether they'll be, you know, a really short one, like a two-week course, or if I'm going to do a slightly longer one. Um, and just getting out there a bit more, sharing my message, connecting with people. That's always fun. Doing some more. I want to do another live event. I was running a workshop on the weekend and something last month. So they were really, really fun. So how do people, how do people, as you said, getting out there, how do people get out there Mm. in this day and age? Cause that seems to almost be a foreign activity for a lot of the the people of today is what is involved in getting out there. Because like you said, doing online events, there's so many people doing online events and people are living these more homebody kind of lives now with so much, with so much comfort zone at home that it's keeping people indoors uh, a lot more. Mm. We don't have these extroverted lifestyles anymore. People are happier and are just finding comfort at, at being indoors and uh, yeah. I, I noticed this just, you know, going out Christmas shopping last year at these, like, I would go to local flea markets and things. And it's like, wow, the, the people just aren't coming out as much, you know, because a- Amazon <laughs> shopping online is a big deal now, uh, not having to leave to do this stuff. Uh, and so it's like, how do people even get out there? And are there like workshops where you've teamed up with other people at the same event kind of thing like what do you do definitely there's um a few events like that where somebody's hosted the day there might be a few speakers and then some workshops broke out in the afternoon so people can choose to go to maybe two or four that are on um during that afternoon on saturday i was actually running an event for International Day of the Girl, which is this coming week, but we were celebrating it early with some students. So I actually organized that and was just getting young people, sort of 13 to 19 involved in a school from all different schools in the area, people that they don't usually meet because again, they live such an isolated world. They go to school, they have their friend, they do a lot online, but they don't actually meet anyone else of their own age group. And it's crazy because I'm like, you're going to be going to college with these people. You're going to be working with these people at some point. Get out and meet them. That was really good. I think, yeah, go in to see what's local to you. There's so much online based around interests and things that you might want to do, whether it's a new hobby or a conference or a seminar. A lot of things happen for free. A lot of people are doing things in group meetups as well. Um, And if you are connecting with people online like I do, then see if you can meet some of them for a coffee. There's people that I was talking to for six, eight months, and then we actually met up in person and just had a chat and actually got to know each other. It's not possible with everyone, obviously, because they're worldwide, but it's nice to put a face to the name, connect with people face to face. And I think I'm like you, I like to be outside somewhere in nature at times and just not be around anything or anyone and just have some time to myself. But equally, you need that interaction. Right. And it's really important, really important. So look for free events, look for things that are going on around your interests and hobbies or things you want to get involved in and just go and meet someone, drag a friend along if you need to. <laughs> Absolutely fine. <laughs> you don't have to go alone. No, no, no. Uh, there are so many out there now. There's even whole clubs just for people who want to travel together or, or go on day trips together because they don't have that network that are interested in doing those things right. and you can just meet them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pulling a friend along. That's not, I don't know. That's not always, I have such wide, varied interests from most of my, uh, friends. (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess the reason why I even asked this was because walking out with a friend recently, there was like a, a play going on, like at a, like a theater kind of thing. And I remember saying like, oh, look, I would have went to that. Why didn't, why didn't we ever see, like, why was there never a poster? There was never anything online, no mention of it. And then all of a sudden there's this theater and it's like an awesome, like Shakespeare play that we both would have went to and never any marketing about it or anything until the day of. And it's like already sold out. So I'm like, how do people know what's going on in <laughs> how the, do they know you know like how how is this thing even booked solid as, as much as it is right now because like 
I don't know. And then I'm like, am I just a hermit? Am I like way too into my own, just a few things that I'm into? Maybe that's why I'm not, I'm not reaching out far enough. So mm. again, trying to shine that light inward again and, uh, <laughs> and see. Absolutely true though, isn't it? Because we, like you say, with not just shopping on Amazon, people are getting their groceries online, they're getting their gifts delivered, they're getting stuff for their house delivered. You're not even going into shops and speaking to people anymore. So we're missing out all those opportunities to find out about things. When you start to really delve into your community, you realize how much is going on, like crazy amounts. Libraries are putting on, you know, months of poetry events and all sorts of things. There are things going on in community centers, but if we're not out there, they're not coming to us. We have to go and find them. Exactly. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta be in the game to win the game. Yes. Or at least even be on the sidelines. (laughs) Somewhere, somewhere where someone can see you. Yeah. Yeah, Somewhere (laughs) where they know that you're there. They know you showed up. <laughs> That's it. Well. It's a good thing, though. It's been close to an hour here now. Um, unfortunately, I have another appointment to get to. But I could definitely keep talking for hours. And uh, there's so much more to talk about. So I would definitely love to speak to you again. Oh, yeah, that would be amazing. Absolutely. Always good to find someone you can have a good chat to. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know. We didn't get, like, all serious or anything, like, too too serious about life and all that. Like, it's a pretty cool, Mm. lighthearted conversation. And, uh, yeah, I just hope that everybody got to learn a little bit about you. Maybe learn a little bit more about me. And learn a few little trip, little trips, a little tips <laughs> and techniques on how to, you know, get out of their funk. So definitely, yeah. Thank you once more for being here. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Okay, ladies and gents, that's it for me, man. I'm pooped. This was the third podcast recording today. I'm trying to keep my energy up, though, trying to stay focused and enthused. And it's easy when you're interested in the stuff like I am here. So that's a bonus. I can remember being in this same kind of slightly de-energized state before and having the sleepies keep creeping in and out as I'm talking to someone. And it's like it's like sleep talking. Because apparently I kept the conversation going somehow, but like I was blanking out, I was spacing out, I wasn't cognitive of what was happening or being said. And so some of the conversation in my memory is just this blank space. And going back to listen again later was like, wow, I said all that? I don't remember any of this. It's like watching a movie later on in life after seeing it as a child and now seeing it again later on, there's all these new movie scenes that you never noticed before. It would be like that. Yeah. Anyways, Nadine, what a nice lady. Such a good conversationalist. I'm so excited to speak with uh, Nadine. That was so cool. And I look forward to talking with her again because, man, we keep running out of time. We keep uh, having all these extra subjects that come up during the show and we don't get to all the ones that were planned out or plotted out before. And that's kind of cool. That's the kind of the purpose of this whole thing. I'm just so happy and content right now to be connecting with all these people and having them share their experiences and allowing me to put in my two cents here and there to try and relate my past experiences, which have been many and varied, and see where they cross over, which is really cool, and see where they go also in a different direction, and then not judge the other person because of that. But look at it like, you look at it like plants, like me and my lifeline is like like a tree that has grown in a certain way with all these different root structures and branches. And then someone else has their own lifeline with their own root systems and their own branches. And they'll never be the same. They'll never have the same amount of roots or branches or go in the same directions. And they'll never have the same amount of leaves. So up close, they are so varied and different. And then far away, 
well, hey, it's just two trees. But still, you know, you can't judge one tree for the other because it doesn't have as many roots or as many branches or as many leaves from far away. They're still just two trees. People are just like that, man. That's all I got to say for today, folks. Uh, people are like trees. Have a great week. Until next time. Peace, love, and light. Namaste. And all that other good noise. And we're out of here. Ding. You know what? I want to get, I'm going to get a real ding. In fact, I'm going to go, I'm going to get the real ding right now. Just one sec. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the ding. This ding is on a bike. It's got the coolest little Buddha bell kind of thing on it and uh, on a bicycle. And I've been meaning to record this to use as the ding at the end of these shows since probably the first episode. And so here today for you, finally, the real ding.